A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. clean one nice happy week eight everybody we're back to bring you some more talk about the nfl and to try and help you out a little bit with your fantasy team i'm still kyle gonier and from as far as i can tell this is still michael heinish you are correct sir all right two for two together we are fancy brews and we are here to drink some beer and talk to you make sure to go follow us on twitter at fancy brews pod we do a lot of good on there and love responding to people whenever we can Let's just might as well go ahead and just jump into the episode. What beer did you grab us for today? Yeah, so I grabbed two brothers, Artisan uh, from Artisan Brewing, I guess, uh, or Prairie Path. I don't no, even two know. Two brothers what is, is the brewery. Is the brewery and yeah. Prairie Path is the beer. I clearly grabbed it because it's called, or the, I guess the brewery is Two Brothers, and I like that little skit from Rick and Morty. Two brothers in a van, and then a meteor hit, and they ran as fast as they could. Two brothers. Also, it's a light beer, which I like. <laughs> It is a what kind? A golden, golden ale. Golden ale. Mm-hmm. It's a little bitter taste at the end, but not too bad. Where it stays pretty light. I like it. It's an easy drinking beer. It's not heavy. It's. I think it's gluten free. Oh, f- thank God. I know you. I was worried. You you have too much gluten in your system usually. I sometimes just eat gluten bars yeah just bars of gluten they taste really good i don't blame you yeah but you gotta watch your gluten intake yeah and i watch it and i notice it's a lot so yeah (laughs) gluten free two brothers prairie path is pretty good justin tucker was on the buy so he doesn't get an update he's at 59 points on the year i was thinking about that (laughs) does that i don't know how you've been calculating his pace does that like lower his pace or no it's the same yeah, we're, we're rooting for him again the fifth consecutive year of 141 points. He's above pace. If he's on a bye week, doesn't change it. I did the math based on game per game. So so if he gets 11 points in week nine, then he's exactly on pace. Wait, or pretty much. He would need a half a point. That would be tough. I'll shut up. Okay. <laughs> we're starting off with the usual fact stat, uh, previous week's recap and news updates. Then we will do a quick midseason redraft and see what our teams would look like if we had a Future Vision, back when our draft started. Man, do I wish I had that and my redraft league. <laughs> that would be nice. Because I would be in a lot better situation than I am now. If we could just dial the time back a little bit. Yeah. After that, we'll give you our highs and lows for week eight, um, our prop lock of the week, and then we'll be doing, we'll be looking at my Instagram page a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then round everything off with Bruce Clues, of course. All right, well, I'll start with my fact slash stat. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. So you might recall last week I did some addition. This time I did some multiplication. I just haven't heard one of these stats in a while, and I always find it really interesting and really funny. So I took Adam Gase's... He still has a job. He still has a job. That's, that's kind of what inspired I don't know how much, wait, like... Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, good I'm check. just seeing... It could happen at any minute. Uh, yes, he still has a job. Thank but he also took, um, he didn't have offensive play calling this past weekend. Oh. They lost. And they um, <laughs> scored one touchdown. So, I mean, it doesn't make a huge difference, but he should still lose his job. <laughs> that really stinks. He should. <laughs> and this might help illustrate why. So, I took, because I don't know how long he's going to be in the league, how much longer I wanted to do this now. As a head coach, Adam Gase has a win-loss record of 30 and 41. Uh, so, uh, over 71 games, he won 42.3%. You might have heard of this guy, Bill Belichick. 
He has a win-loss record of 275 wins and 131 losses. I guess I don't know if this is included this. Yeah, it is included this. Yeah, that's, that's right. Which is 406 games total. It's a 67.7 win percentage for Bill Belichick. Oh, that's cool. It's like almost half his, or a third of his games. Two thirds. So, Gaze. Are you getting shocked by your own fact? <laughs> I, you're, like, you're reading I, it? No, I, wow, that's pretty cool. I thought it was like literally like even two thirds, but it's, it's not. Just, so now, you just realized, wow, this is a pretty good fact. I, I could have snipped that little bit before <laughs> you expanded on it. Now I'm fucked. No, um, Bill Belichick's good. Adam Gase is not. So, what would it take for Adam Gase to achieve the same win percentage as Bill Belichick starting right now if Bill Belichick stopped playing uh, coaching football? Gase, Adam Gase would need to win 56 consecutive games straight to win, that's what consecutive means, to have a 67.7 win percentage to match Bill Belichick. So, Adam Gase, if you're out there and you're listening, I know you are because you need our help. If you just can win every game until like middle of December 2023, then you, without losing, then you'll have the same percentage as Bill Belichick. And you know what's, I feel like... I think his career is about to end with that percentage he's at. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what's more likely, that he, that any coach wins 56 games straight, or that Adam Gase is a coach, a head coach for three more years? <laughs> I just, I don't understand the Jets, what they're doing. Like, you know you can just fire him at any point. Yeah, and like, <laughs> uh, like the only argument I hear that carries any water is like, well, we're, you know, they, they want to... Tank and and well, who cares? Win. So give someone else coaching yeah, experience like, this year. Yeah, they could get to know the team. Like you could still go out and throw games. Uh, you know, yeah, whatever. Adam Adam Gase. Wow, he should not be coaching. I just got a quick one for this week. Buffalo Bills have become the first team since October fifth, nineteen forty one, to win a game without a punt or a touchdown. Without a punt or a touchdown. Uh, they beat the Jets 18-10 to this Sunday. <laughs> Tyler Bass, their kicker, went 6-for-8 on field goals. So he even missed two, but they did not have they did not punt the ball once, and they kicked six field goals. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. I didn't look at the details to see if they did any like, turnovers on downs or something, but I don't think they had turnovers. I don't know if... Did Josh Allen throw turnovers? Oh, he fumbled. Son of a bitch. So they just, that, <laughs> that's good because it could have resulted in a I touchdown think or a the punt. The Saints didn't punt either, <laughs> but they scored touchdowns. <laughs> that's a good reason to not punt. <laughs> so, but the Saints did not punt. But yeah, I just had a quick one. Can didn't find anything too deep uh, this week, but I'll keep looking. It's getting a little tougher. It's like I try to not like just grab something without like I'll throw some credit out but well, it's, I usually it's pick tough. up a couple throughout the week and then like find like mm-hmm. do some fact checking and then pick a really good one but didn't find too much this past week there was for me there was definitely a run there where I was like two or three facts ahead of like like I was actually in a good spot but yeah but recapping week seven besides that uh Buffalo game the bills do not look as good as I thought they originally were I agree they barely beat the Jets but I mean, I don't. I mean, they they can win that division, obviously. But I mean, that, it's, they so still don't look great. Because like, if if they had just continued playing at the pace they were earlier, like I, f- I feel like it would be like at this point, yeah, they're clearly winning the division. But now, like you know, the Patriots haven't looked too great. But the, if you have Bill Belichick, he, he could always bring you there. Patriots still play the Jets and the Dolphins. I well, I guess now with Tua starting, maybe maybe the, the Dolphins' prospects go down, but. I, yeah. I like fully believe they were in the race for that division for sure with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Patriots still play the Jets twice. That's good. That's so, two wins. That's two wins. Puts it back over five hundred. Wow, is that really going to skew my it stat? Puts it at 500. <laughs> Bill Belichick beating Adam Gase twice. That's uh, I wonder what their head-to-head record is. I mean, I know it's probably like Belichick, something in all of them, <laughs> but how many wins though? <laughs> 
Also in week seven, that the Cardinals Seahawks game was gr- a great game. Oh my goodness! Overtime. Arizona hand Seattle their first loss of the season with a field goal in overtime. Wilson and Murray battled it out pretty well. Wilson 30, 388, three touchdowns, three picks. Murray 360, three touchdowns, one pick. And the, they were both leading rushers on their team nice. because Drake and Carson both got hurt. Yes. So they both ended up being leading rushers on their team as well. But that was a a crazy game and like. I mean, I know, I know the Cardinals still won, but that DK Metcalf chase down, yeah, that, that preventing that pick six where the Cardinals ended up turning it over on four in four downs. That is nuts. He that was, was so potentially game saving. Somebody that big should not be that quick. That was it was <laughs> nuts. He was just on a freaking mission. Oh man, and mission successful. I, I I want to throw some credit out there in our league. The the uh, the moderator in our sl- uh, sleeper chat. He what did he say? He said, "I think DK Metcalf is faster than Jimmy Johnson." <laughs> <laughs> that made me chuckle, Jake. Very There's some nice. crazy touchdowns in this game, and this is this is like one of the few games I would actually suggest going and watching the highlights. Too. Right, like this would. There's some great catches, multiple like back of the end zone diving catches, last second, all that stuff was nuts. And Russell Wilson throwing a pick in OT. Oh man, I mean, I my pick for the begin before the season started for MVP was Kyler Murray, and I know Wilson's been tearing it up, but Murray looked better than Wilson in this game. Right. And I would love Murray to end up getting the MVP because I'd win all your guys' jerseys. God damn it! You get my Dak jersey. Oh well, I'll take it. We made it. We make a bet amongst all of our friends. We all buy um, the jersey of the who we think is going to win MVP. Right. This the next year, and I pick Kyler Murray. And so far, I think I've got the best chance um, among all of them. I can't remember who the, some of the other picks were, but I mean, yeah, I'm trying to remember too. We could we could circle back to it next week and we'll have to look into it. In. Mine was Dak, and I'm done. <laughs> so that's all that matters. My was Kyler, and I got a pretty good shot. Although Tom Brady's making the case for himself too. If he keeps this up, holy crap! I want to see what what Rogers is ranked as in the like NFL.com. I was just like the QB index or whatever, and he took a, obviously a bit of a fall after the, the loss to the Bucks, but he came right, got back, it right back. So. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks right now that are playing MVP type ball. Wilson, there. you mentioned already, is one of them too. Yeah, Wilson, Murray, Brady, Rogers. I mean, Watson, if you take away the first half of the games he's played so far, Watson's been... I'm just happy Watson's got it back together. You know what's funny is you just listed off a bunch of names and neither of them was Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. No, because Mahomes is being quiet because he doesn't have to do much. He's yeah. not having to work that hard. He has it's like, not like they've been He had like one touchdown yesterday and they lit it and the Chiefs <laughs> destroyed. And Jackson's just not... He, I mean, obviously he's a starting quarterback anywhere. But it's not passing well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, for fantasy, you're, you're probably, I guess I don't have anywhere because I don't draft quarterbacks that early, but you're, you're probably relatively happy with him. Maybe not quite for where you drafted him, but but yeah, he's been passing kind of poorly. I think the people that have been feeling it most are, like, people that drafted Marquise Brown in, like, the sixth round. Yeah. But Des will come save the day. Yeah. That's the that's the <laughs> we get to talk about those missing. news bits that we didn't want to talk about weeks ago, or at least the oh you know the other one. I'm getting ahead of us. Go ahead. Um, another great game: Steelers Titans. Steelers are now the last undefeated team after beating the Titans because Goskowski missed oh. a field goal that would have sent the game to overtime. Fucking Goskowski! I, they should have cut. I don't know why they didn't cut him after week one, but he obviously lost them the game. <laughs> I've said it on Sunday, and I'll say it again. He had that really bad game. The next game, he didn't miss a kick, and he was not wearing socks. And then I just watched him miss that fucking kick to go to overtime or whatever with socks on. What a moron. <laughs> he's going he's got no career in this league. He's got no future. <laughs> oh, poor Steve. He's done. Titans, pick up Matt Gay, steal him from the practice squad he's on, and start Matt Gay. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. He's available. Because guess what? 
you already regret Gaskowski. <laughs> it's true. You should have two losses because of him. Who was the other undefeated team? Wasn't there a third one going into this week? Uh, it was the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Pittsburgh has to play Baltimore twice still. The first is next week. That should be a great game. Yeah. Chances the Steelers actually go undefeated. Like the whole season? Yeah. I would say like 99% they don't. I just assume they won't. I assume like it's it's a hard thing to accomplish. I'd like I'd like to give them a, at least a five percent. I guess I guess I should. I'll play. give them seven percent chance of going undefeated. Are you looking they're, at their schedule? Yeah, they don't have that difficult of a schedule. They're, the hardest is playing the Ravens twice. I mean, they got the Browns, which could. I mean, they kicked their ass last time, but that could always be a close game. But look at that schedule. They play the yeah Ravens twice. They got the Cowboys without Dak. They have the Bengals, the Jags. They got the Bengals twice. The Washington Football Team. Yeah, the Bengals again. Yeah, their toughest matchup outside of the Ravens is the, the Colts. B- Bills. Or Bills, yeah. But, I mean, the Bills aren't even looking that great. Yeah, yeah. If the Jets, defense, can, wow. the Jets defense did not allow a touchdown by the Bills, the Steelers' defense is going to score two touchdowns on the Bills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they... Maybe they I know. It's The Ravens are the only thing standing in the way, and honestly, I think they shut down Lamar Jackson. I think they paid the schedule makers. Like, all the, I guess the Titans, I feel like the Titans is like the toughest game on this whole schedule. The Eagles are, I mean, I guess we didn't expect them to be beat up and we didn't, they played, played the Giants with Saquon. So there's that. Too. I mean, yeah, I'll be watching, I'll be watching <laughs> the Steelers a good amount this year. They're, they're a fun team to watch anyway, so just another excuse to watch them. Maybe a little bit of a tease, but in the nearest future, we're going to do like a, like a playoff prediction thing and some stuff like that. So maybe I'll see the Steelers in your, in your playoff prediction somewhere. Oh, yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> I think there's a pretty well, good chance. Maybe I'll see them further. <laughs> I got to remember that seven teams make the playoffs when we get to yeah. that point. <laughs> there were a ton of good games yesterday. Uh, a lot of close ones, actually, um, especially in those early games. But we won't go over all of them, obviously. But I'm sure certain things we brought up now and then right. when we're talking about certain people. Packers looks good. That's what matters. Some of this week's news updates, injuries, and uh, old guys. Coming back to play football <laughs> in a mentorship role, probably. Uh, yeah, Des Bryant signed to the practice squad. He he was officially signed to the practice squad of the Ravens. Wow. Yeah, I think the main reason is that they have no playoff experience on the that team besides Mark Ingram. That's rough. I mean, yeah. the only playoff experience they have is losing <laughs> right away twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, they but, got a, young, a lot of young pieces, too. But I think that's why Des is in. Like, look at their receivers. Willie Sneed, has he ever even made playoffs? I doubt it. And then we know, <laughs> did the, I, I guess, I assume the Ravens made it last year. And, yeah. Uh, they, they lost right away. So they have, you have, I guess, Jackson and Marquise Brown got that little bit. And Mark Andrews. But yeah, they, wow, they have a lot of young pieces, which is pretty exciting, actually, too. Um, Long time. Before, oh, before Baltimore, Sneed was on New Orleans. So he was just with Ingram. So those are the only guy. <laughs> oh man! But and and then as well, Antonio Brown signed a one-year deal with the Bucks. Yep. And Bruce Arians basically said, "You follow our rules and get the fuck out." <laughs> <laughs> After Tom Brady can, must have convinced him to, because I mean, look at what he did on the Patriots in that one week. It was all because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady like. He wants to help. He like, he's totally in that And the corner. reason he got off the Patriots is because stuff that happened before he was on the Patriots. Right. So it's not like he was on the team already and then he fucked up. He had already fucked up and then he was on the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and like Tom Brady was literally saying like he can stay at my house. He, sa- to, he said that. He says that to all the guys. Yeah. Or maybe it was Gordon too. But they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's ex- do you think it'll have any fantasy impact? Having no, yeah, I don't. I like. I no. I don't. I don't plan on. I don't know why they don't. They don't even need them. Right. Yeah. I don't they, know why you know, they got them. Like they just because they. I guess they, it's because they've had like injury problems. But this past week, I think it was the first week they had no like injuries for their receivers. Obviously, OJ Howard's on IR. Right. But besides that, this that's like the first week. It's really cool. They've to had see, like, like Scotty Miller, Godwin Evans, all right. there. And you've been like missing yeah, at least one the whole time, or somebody leaves or something. Tyler Johnson, Taylor Johnson. I think it, I want to say Tyler. <laughs> Who's the guy? <laughs> Tyler Taylor. Tyler Taylor Johnsonson. <laughs> then some injuries. We don't have full updates right now on a lot of them, but a lot of people got concussions mm-hmm. this past week. Andy Dalton, obviously. Sounds like he's a shot to play this coming week. Yeah, I, they definitely don't want to see who, Mon, Moncini. What's his name? Something to do. Well, I was calling him Da Vinci, so it's really close to that. Moncini? This guy. Say, of all guys, to like this guy never thought he'd be, like, especially this year, would be looking at playing he is, in, he was for a the rookie, Cowboys. He was like a late-run rookie, right? Yeah. And they, like after they signed Andy Dolan, this guy's like, okay, obviously I'm just here hey. for emergencies, <laughs> and here's the emergency. He threw three passes. After and they, coming in that game. Oh, my God. They, it was Speaking of backup quarterbacks. Danucci. Danucci. Ben Danucci. Classic Nooch. Jared Stidham looked like garbage yesterday when he was in. He, he I just watched a couple of his throws, and I understand why they got Cam <laughs> It was he looked terrible. I saw a quote from Cam Newton where like, he's like, I need to play better or else the benching might be permanent, but maybe not. <laughs> no. They just said that Cam Newton's for sure their starter still. Yeah. Tank for Trevor. Patriots. I'm still Team Kaepernick. But well, wait, I guess they already know. have an old mobile <laughs> Kenyon Drake expected to miss a few weeks with a slight tear of his ankle ligament. Chase Edmonds is an immediate pickup in this case. Yes, yeah, like 100%. he he's in your waiver wire. Go grab him. Like it. I mean, I guess we're releasing this on Thursday, but hopefully, like if you have a chance of getting him, get him. If you have him, start him a hundred percent. Chase, he's gonna have, he's gonna put up a good. He'll be put up Giovanni Bernard numbers. He's a he's a genuinely good player as yeah. well. Who just you know hasn't had too much opportunity. And I, I don't know what the last thing you saw was. The last thing I've seen with Kenyon Drake is he's he's a candidate for IR uh, to hit IR as well, which would be that three week IR now, but. But yeah, I mean, to your point, he's he's gonna miss some time. If he if he's, he's an IR candidate, he's not coming back this week for sure. Like, and in the same game injury, uh, Chris Carson, uh, mild foot sprain, he's gonna be week to week. He's gonna miss some time. Yep. Carlos Hyde would be the pickup there, and I'd say he's definitely worth a start as well. I think he's scored. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Well, he he yesterday. was getting he was getting a lot of carries still yesterday. Um, and he's still younger than he seems. Carlos Hyde is. <laughs> for some reason, I always old. imagine him old. I get him mixed up with Frank Gore. He's 30 years old, but he has six years experience. This is seventh year. He must have, I guess that's that's fairly average. I, I picture people like being rookies at like 20, 21, so he must have been like 23 or so. Or maybe 22 and just turned 30 recently. But Hyde's worth a pickup there, I'd say, definitely. 68 yards, and he, he ran for 4.5 a carry. That, that's pretty awesome. Plus the touchdown. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., Torres ACL, and is out for the season. That's a rough blow for the Browns, what for sure. What a bummer. Torres ACL. Rashad Higgins is the waiver ad to target there. Also, take a look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, more so in Dynasty. Uh, he's a rookie out of Michigan. Run, ran a great run at the camp. One of those... What's that camp thing called they do combine? before the season? The combine. Yeah! He ran a great 
dash thing they do. <laughs> Forty yard dash. Sure, <laughs> but I, I remember seeing that had, name. You mentioned at the moment that he, he had, had that the, big yeah, play. He had the game winning touchdown um, against the. That was his first three catches came in that game of his career. Yeah, came in that game. One of them game winning touchdown. He's worth a look at. I wouldn't. I would definitely say Higgins is going to get take the majority of the targets from Odell being missing out, but. Donovan Peoples-Jones also someone worth looking at. Rashad Higgins. I'm just clarifying, maybe for other people, for me too, because I, I was so confused in that Browns-Bengals game with <laughs> two Higgins, and both Higgins had a good game. I was so confused. D.D. Westbrook as well for the Jaguars. Fear tore ACL would be out for season. Doesn't really change much because he's been missing a lot of time due to injury anyways, right. but it's worth noting you could probably drop him. Yeah. Um, even if he's coming back in a couple weeks, don't bother with him I mean, anymore. Has he been startable before then? Like, up until that point? No. He was, he's was. he been barely playing this year. Yeah. And startable doesn't mean, oh, he had a good game. It, like, can you predict the good game to actually play him? Because if you play him and you get one good game out of four, you're not, he's not good. And there's a few other, like, Lindsay's in the concussion protocol. So is Brashad Perriman. But you guys will know more when this episode's released than we do right now. So make your own choices. It won't be that hard. If they're not playing, don't start them. Let's go, before we do our highs and lows, let's go let's do a quick uh, mid-season redraft. We'll be zooming through the computer picks and just kind of explaining our picks. Now that we know partway through the season what people are looking like, we can kind of look back and say, wow, this would have been an interesting pick at the beginning of the year, but obviously we have more information now. We're going to do a standard one. Uh, we're just going to do a couple rounds, enough to get a starting lineup, maybe an extra round or two after that, but um, I'm interested to see what our teams because obviously this affects there's not nearly as much guessing or hopeful of this person they've had enough weeks to prove themselves or look sad yeah we know who's like like marvin jones i will not be as high on no hey he got he had like 85 yards he's he picked it up a little bit this week they played the falcons so that was expected but (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh we ended up just randomizing i've got the fourth pick kyle's got the fifth i'm on the clock right now the first three players taken were zeke Christian McCaffrey, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which maybe the computer, but I, I would be definitely a little more hesitant. I, I think it's been great. I would be more hesitant on it with Le'Veon Bell getting signed very recently. Again, the computers only know so much. Right. But we did take out the guys uh, who are out for season in chunks like that. But we're doing our best with what we are given for this redraft. So who are you taking at spot number four? I think at spot number four, I'm probably going to lean towards... I'm really having a tough time not picking Alvin Kamara. Delvin Cook looks good, too. Derrick Henry is, is available. Man, uh, fuck you. I'm taking Derrick Henry so you don't get him. Well, I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. I've got him the spot number five. <laughs> I would have taken Kamara over Henry. You would have. Yeah, because of the New Orleans is just looking strange this year. And he's a solid guy. Like, he's not having any problems. He got his money. He's not getting called slant boy in practice and getting into <laughs> fights. Uh, he's not getting sick like uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Kamara is looking really good, and I'm I'm confident he's going to remain that way for the season. Like, they've got a good receiving core, and they've got a good quarterback, but Kamara has really asserted himself as the centerpiece in that offense. Coming back to my second round pick, I'm probably going to – I'm going to take another running back because – <laughs> running backs are difficult to come by. Like before the season started, I was all in on getting two running backs right away. Now even more so because of the injuries and people going down. Yeah, I mean McCaffrey went second overall, but he is dealing with you know injured currently. People like Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, you know, are, should get drafted fairly highly, but they're also hurt right now and stuff like that. Looking at these running backs, 
that are left coming back to me. There's Gurley, Connor, David Johnson, Lev Bell. Lev Bell is ranked that high still. Yeah, a lot of big names went uh, between Kyle's 105 and his 208. I'm going to go ahead and take James Connor. Nice. Uh, as my second, so I got Kamara and Connor starting. I just feel like Gurley is kind of touchdown reliant, and the Falcons can put up a lot of yards in the air easily, even if they don't score that much from it. I just see Connor as like Big Ben's not putting up old Big Ben 400 yard game numbers. Right. And Connor has been looking fairly decent this year. He had a, that small injury for like a week, and since then he's been pretty good, picking up hundred yards for the most part. Yeah, and that team's undefeated. They they like to run the ball and play defense. So. And if they're going to be up um, on their opponents for the most part, they're going to be doing a lot of running. Like Big Big Ben hasn't had a great year so far, and it's not that he's been bad. It's that Big Ben hasn't had to do anything. So that puts me on the clock, the ninth pick of the second round. I, I definitely agree with Kyle. I'm very much leaning towards picking up a running back. Due to the scarcity at the position, it's tough because there are, there are some names on the receiver list that I like that I'm worried might not get back to me, but there's one name on the list of running backs that to me sticks out more than the rest, and the person I'm going to draft is Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to get stronger. I think a lot of rookies will just get stronger as the season goes on. They're now more acclimated. Taylor has had a lot of time now to to be more involved with Mac being gone. Remember Naeem Hines having a good week? In week one and then doing, like, nothing He does that every then. year. He, <laughs> so, does, he has, like, a good week or two every year and then he's gone. Jonathan Taylor, really, I mean, it's, it's almost the same argument as James Conner. It's a, it's a good running back on a team that has a good defense and doesn't pass the ball as much, especially the Colts more so with Philip Rivers. So I'm, I'm happy with Jonathan Taylor there. I so, feel like I have two bruisers, though. Let's zoom through these and then yeah. go back to your 3-5 um, pick. We're seeing a good amount of good mix of receivers and running backs now. All the running backs really starting to go, so I'm glad I got my solid two, Kamara and Connor. I was interested. David Johnson was the other name I was like even briefly considering, and he went at the last pick of the second round. So now I'm up on the clock again, third, fourth pick of the third round. If I was going to entertain running backs again, I'm, I'm kind of deciding between like Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, maybe David Montgomery. That's not a bad pick. But I think I might try to sneak a receiver in. There's a couple names that I really like on here. Galladay is available. I personally am a little more hesitant on Juju, and I don't I don't know how Cup has been. I don't think he's had a, a great year, but not a bad. I don't think I have him anywhere. Doesn't look like he's he's found the end zone a couple times. He's been okay. I think what I'm going to go with though is a receiver that's a little further down on the list. For me, I'm kind of between AJ Brown and Tyler Lockett, and I think I'm just going to be biased from Tyler getting me that win last night in your league, which was crazy. I needed way too many points, and uh, and I got them. I'm going to come up right behind you and pick up A.J. Brown then. He is the shining light on the receiving core for Tennessee. All these other guys are getting like pretty good catches and getting looks because there's nobody else to throw to, obviously. Mm. Uh, I was considering Galladay, but he's, he's – I mean, he put up – he had a great game this past weekend. But still, Detroit as a whole doesn't look great. Ridley was my other main guy I was looking at. Right. Um, but I just don't like cheering for the Falcons. I don't know how you feel about this, but I like that's fair. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but like I, I have Derrick Henry coming back to me, and Calvin Ridley is still there. <laughs> but so is my next pick, DK Metcalf. Ooh, that's a good pick. I mean, him and Lockett are both gonna. They can. They're. It's very easy for them to both have great games, put up twenty, fifteen points fantasy wise, and so I don't have a problem with him splitting with 
Lockett at all because even when Lockett has a great game like yesterday, um, I don't know how Matt Caffrey really did yesterday. I guess they've been a little interesting. Where I feel like sometimes, like there are those games where like Lockett gets everything and Metcalf gets nothing, or vice versa. Yeah, Metcalf was very bad. I think the best thing he did last night was the tackle. And it's not like he was bad. He just didn't have the blow game this time. I I think I think the focus was on Metcalf more so than Lockett, which is why Lockett got so many. But now, if anything, Lockett just proved he also needs to be taken seriously still, and so it'll be kind of split between the two. So Metcalf will bounce back. I have no doubt about that. Hundred uh, percent. Real quick, how do you feel about like? So I took Derrick Henry, and then I I almost took AJ Brown as receiver. How do you feel when you have like the lead running back and the lead receiver of on the same that team? That I'm fine with quarterback and receiver. I'm not I, I'm not comfortable with, but. Like, even running back, quarterback, I'm fine with. Yeah. As long as one's not directly reliant upon the other, like quarterback and receiver would be. Makes sense. That's what really does it for me. All right, I think I, I'm up again. I'm having a tough time. There's a there's a few receivers I like, and there's a couple running backs I like. And I, I, I'm playing the game of, like, I, I have six picks between right now and the next one. I, I think I, I only have one receiver, so I'm going to take another receiver and we'll see. See what gets back to me. Now I'm doubting myself. I'm I'm considering Calvin Ridley, and he's oh yeah, I, I oh that snap percentage. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's been doing great. He has, <laughs> yes, he has. Wow, yeah, he's got he's got over a hundred yards or a touchdown. He's the number game. one in standard, and it should continue for the most part. I was debating between like Diggs maybe or something, but I'll, I'll take Calvin Ridley, and we'll let the computers make their picks. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods was somebody I was really high on earlier this year that has not panned out <laughs> so, so far really either. All right, I'm back on the clock. David Montgomery went a couple picks before me, who was somebody I was definitely really interested in. Didn't make it back. I think I'm going to go ahead and grab Kareem Hunt now. I think the running backs, there's another name I like on there that you might grab, but I feel like there's a big drop-off after that. And I'm going to grab who you're talking about because we're following the same suit because we know what the season looks like already. we both taken running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and now running back. I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. He's gonna. He's taking over that starting job from Peterson, and he um, looks good. And he looks good doing. Not a lot of yardage um, in this past week's game, but he was still getting the majority of the carries, and he did get a touchdown out of it. As far as having him as my third running back, I can flex. I'm very comfortable with that. Hundred percent. Because it's it's time the obviously rookies in this redraft are going to be going higher than they were in original drafts because they they've had that time to equip whereas before they didn't even have a preseason so i'm a lot more comfortable um taking him now so did you want to take the approach where we kind of fill out our starting roster and grab a couple bench spots or should we just kind yeah. of keep cruising like a normal uh, let's just let's just see where we get when we have an actual roster because i'm gonna look at um it's up to me again i'm gonna look at wide receivers some more and i think a pretty obvious one is sticking out to me if I just run through them and I think I'm going to I'm going to take Jarvis Landry with that injury to OBJ Jarvis Landry is going to be getting a lot more looks I think it's a good pick so I'm up now I I don't need a running back anymore necessarily I've got three of them including one I can throw in my flex looking at the names of receivers I really liked CD Lamb before Dak Prescott went down I think there's two names I'm looking at now. Uh, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Julian Edelman, Debo Samuel kind of headline the available receivers. And those first two are, I think, the ones I'm kind of considering between Will Fuller and Tyler Boyd. And it's been kind of interesting because I think Boyd has... He, he's started strong. He's, he's continuing to play really well. I think AJ Green has kind of proved himself to not really be too involved anymore. Although he's had a couple decent last couple weeks. 
But T. Higgins is on the up and up as well. Meanwhile, Will Fuller is available, and I really like Will Fuller on that offense. Wow, he scored a touchdown in the last five games straight. So I'm going to take Will Fuller. Maybe that's a little bit of a risk uh, being, uh, I guess his bye week is, is this week now. But I, I like what I am perceiving to be the lead receiver on a team that is better than their record states and on a team that has a, a really good quarterback in Deshaun Watson. A few more picks, and that's going to circle it back to me again. And I think I'll take a moment to look at tight ends and quarterbacks. Uh, a decent amount, it looks like six apiece from each position is gone. Quarterback? Ah, okay, I, I think I'll take a quarterback because I'm looking at Josh Allen still being available. And I think that's that's a crime. I think the computer's missed on that one. I mean, they've, they've taken some really good quarterbacks outside of that, all the good ones you'd expect. And at tight end, there's not really anyone that's catching my eye as somebody that I can at least wait on a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Josh Allen. I thought about Matt Ryan for a second, but not like about drafting him, just I thought about how much I'd hate him. I think I'm going to go ahead and take quarterback 12 for going for basically drafting our starting lineup now in the seventh round. And I'm taking Tom Brady because I am confident that he is still solid at this point. He's got some great matchups the rest of his, um, the season coming up. If I take a look quick, I know he's got New Orleans once again, which he didn't do amazing against the first time, but he's gotten his groove in and their defense obviously is not that great. He plays the Giants this upcoming week. Carolina, uh, the Rams, which is difficult, I guess. Kansas City, okay defense. Minnesota, Atlanta. Yeah. The, the the week 14 through 16 is Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, which is going to be playoff weeks. Holy crap. <laughs> and so that Tom Brady pick is going to be good for that time. Yeah, if you make the playoffs with him there, that, that's pretty tight. Coming um, back to Kyle, a few kickers went silly. silly. Uh, I'm going to take my tight end then right here, and I'm going to take Hawkinson. Obviously with Marvin Jones Jr. struggling a little bit this year for the Lions, I feel mm-hmm. like Hawk is getting a lot more looks from Stafford and he's he's been looking good he got the, I mean it, him getting that game-winning touchdown with no time remaining this past week just kind of gets him more cred for Stafford and I'm sure Stafford will be looking his way more when he needs something important that makes sense that brings it to me with the ninth pick of the eighth round I'm looking at tight end as well and there are I guess two or three names that that catch my eye uh, Jared Cook is at the top of the list I've gotten a few good games out of him. He's, he's found his way to the end zone a couple of times for sure. But I think there's also going to be a point where eventually the Saints have everyone playing. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Which will take away from Cook. Something I talk about a lot with tight ends is like, Jared Cook definitely falls in that category of you get a touchdown or you might be disappointed. Like, like his his high, he was, he got 80 yards and no touchdown in week one. Outside of that, he, like his best game was 52 yards and a touchdown. He, you know, there's, there's games of, of 21 yards, 13 yards. And if he doesn't score in those, you're, you're not happy. Noah Fant and then actually Johnny Smith are the kind of players I'm looking at remaining. I think I'm going to go for Noah Fant from the Broncos. He's been getting a, a much higher target share, uh, and his, his involvement has been speaking for itself. Yeah, went healthy, and it, Drew Locke being gone, you know, for parts of, of games or, or for games doesn't help either. But yeah, so that brings it back to me. Uh, so I filled up my starting roster outside of my defense and kicker, which I'm not going to. I'd say I'd say let's do let's do. Uh... Two more rounds where we each get one more running back and receiver. Um, awesome. Sounds e- e- good. Whichever one you want first. We're in the ninth round now. Whichever one you want first based on who's available. Let's do, let's do one Ooh. more pick of each position each. So I'm looking at – oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at running backs right now. The top name on the list is Antonio Gibson, which I think is a, a steal in the ninth round. Wow. Sleeper. Yeah. So uh, the running ba- or the receiver names, nothing jumps out to me. I guess one jumps out to me, but I'm going to grab Gibson. 
And I think I know who you're talking about jumped out to you. Chase Edmonds is still there Mm -hmm. with Kenyon Drake going down. That's pretty big. And that's big because, like, Chase Edmonds, like, could – he's going to be good while Drake is gone. But if he plays well enough, like, they don't have Drake on a – Chase Edmonds could play himself into a continued role going forward too. Chase Edmonds is – I think he might fall back to me. Um, looking at wide receivers, there's Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and take Robbie Anderson. Ooh, oh, wait, no. Oh, you just saw the name that I was referring yeah, to. Justin Jefferson. JJ. I'm gonna t- I just saw Justin Jefferson's available, so I'm going to scoop him up because he looks amazing. I was a little worried. Like At first, I was like, oh, maybe he won't pick him there. And then I was like, oh, wait, but then he'll just pick him on the way back. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw him. I saw him on, I, it was him and Robbie Anderson I was looking at as well. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, who has been doing very well for the... Carolina Day Panthers. I actually just thought of just knowing this this draft service we're using that is unfortunately doesn't seem as up to date as we'd like. I I, uh, I think I know the receiver I'm going to go. And ahead. then back to me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Chase Edmonds. He um, did make it back, nice. At the very least, I can flex him for the next couple weeks. Right. And I mean, Swift will be that much stronger if I I can still start Edmonds. I'm definitely I would probably start Edmonds over Swift right now still. With Edmonds taking the yeah. full RB1, and then when Drake comes back, then I'm even more comfortable starting Swift, who's got even more experience under his belt, and probably the secured starting job by then. And if that guy that owns Drake is worried about like health, you might be able to trade Edmonds to him. So well, I'm comfortable with my team. Make your last pick. Uh, you need a wide receiver. Yeah, so Robbie Anderson seems like the yeah. the obvious option. The one that I thought of that I'm sure... Ayuk. T. Higgins. Ayuk is the there down. as well. Yeah, he's been playing pretty well since... Or whatever as well. So I think Debo Samuel back helps. I, it would be dumb to not go with Robbie Anderson. I don't know where he ranks on the year currently, but he's he's been playing very well. Even with, there's been a couple good games from DJ Moore finally, but even then, Robbie Anderson has still been playing well. T. Higgins was in consideration as he kind of seems like he's really taking that role altogether. And I didn't draft Boyd earlier, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess we did a 10 round mock draft. Uh, and- well, looking at my roster, I got my starting quarterback, Tom Brady. Then I got Alvin Kamara and James Conner, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Landry at my wide receivers. Hawkinson, my starting tight end. And in my flex, I got the choice of DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, Chase Edmonds. Looking at this, I feel like a lot of mine, it would be similar to, at least the first couple rounds, would be similar to what the regular season or before the season started draft would look like um right. swift i took him in the fifth and this one obviously he would not have gone that high by a couple of rounds right. in the regular also tom brady being proven now he's taken earlier in this draft hawkinson maybe even a little bit jefferson even a little Definitely. bit in the ninth as a rookie chase edmonds probably around the same maybe a round or two earlier but this definitely shows the difference what what anything draft would look like based upon obviously having the knowledge we do now. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. My lineup reads out as uh, quarterback. I've got Josh Allen. My two starting running backs are Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor it would not have been taken there. At, no, yeah, he would not have been close. Two hundred nine is where I took yeah. him. He would not have been that high at all. The starting receivers are Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, and Will Fuller. I feel like those are all pretty accurate where you yeah. picked them. Yeah, uh, I think so. Third, Lockett, fourth, third. and sixth, respectively. It makes sense. Kareem Hunt in the fifth is... Higher. Is, yeah, I think it's a little higher. Part of that has to do with Nick Chubb being hurt currently or having been hurt for a while, but he's been playing... I mean, Kareem Hunt always plays well anyways. And then Gibson and Anderson for you higher as well. Yeah, Gibson... Gibson, I... My, my tight end's no offense to round that out. Gibson is is interesting. It's like he's... I got him in the ninth round here... And in, in a number of different leagues, I saw him all over the place. I, I think it was our, our Twitter league. He went like the third round. In your draft, I think he went like close to like eight or nine or, or maybe even ten. I was hoping he'd come back to me. But 
maybe that it was just that Twitter lead me a little, a little high, but yeah, it, it's really interesting to do this and it's a good exercise to kind of see where, how things fluctuate and especially with those computers, you can kind of see like where people that you, you know, expected to have a good game. It's just, it's, you're not going to get them all right. So it's good to reflect. If you're in a, in a, you need a little boost to your team at running back, try to find who has Swift and maybe you can give up some stuff for somebody who hasn't fully produced yet, but is going to just numbers keep going up and up and it might be a little too late. You might have, the bubble might have burst. Right. As far as like it being kind of a secret, but still look for Swift. And you never know if you don't try either, you know, so you might as well give it a shot and see what happens. Uh, let's grab a quick break. I got to pee and then we'll come back and do some highs and lows. All right. Here I am. And me. Let's move on to our highs and lows. You want to bring up the schedule on the screen just in case we need to reference it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to week eight. Quarterback, obviously, start with the most important guy on the team. Yes. Besides the... Fantasy um, team. The kick, ho- kick holder. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the back quarterback. <laughs> this week, I am going to be high on Ryan Tannehill from the Tennessee Titans. All right. Playing the Bengals. Tannehill had two touchdowns, no picks against the, against the Steelers, which even though they lost, that's still a great game against the Steelers yeah. D, which Steelers D is amazing. Like, I, I really like them this year. They've been lining it up. And he had not too bad of a game. When playing a bottom-of-the-pack defense, I think I mainly mean the Jags and Texans, right. Tannehill has thrown for four touchdowns in each of those games. And the Titans receivers are looking healthy right now, and their line... Their line's dealing with injuries, but he was only sacked twice against the Steelers, who who are leading the league in sacks. Damn. (laughs) So missing some important keys of your offensive line and only getting sacked twice in a game shows that their backups are very able to do it. Obviously, the Bengals' defense is not much, so I expect Tannehill to have a great game. And I also expect the Bengals to at least stay in it. It's not going to be a blowout. Titans will win. Right. But they'll at least stay in it, and they'll compete. Do you? What do you think of Baker Mayfield? I don't know what to make of him, and so therefore I will not start him. Because <laughs> he, he threw five touchdowns against that Bengals defense. So yeah. to your own point. And I mean, I uh, Baker Mayfield. I was I was confident in him going into the year, but then he started off so bad. But now he all of a sudden he's doing well again. But, but now he lost OBJ. And now he lost. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know what to make of Baker because next week it could be garbage again. And and I so he's he's such an inconsistent start. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like Matt Ryan. I wouldn't start him either. But, but I like uh, it's not my low guy, though. I'm low on Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions. All right. Uh, he's playing the Colts, who have allowed, obviously, the least amount of pass yards. Their pass defense is amazing. Stafford is just not looking as great as he was last year. Uh, he's not really finding his stride yet. I don't know why he's not connecting with Jones Jr. Yeah. He's only only had one touchdown against the Falcons. That came literally with zero seconds on the clock. Was his what? only touchdown against the Falcons, who have given up the most pass yards yeah, and most passing touchdowns. That's rough, Matt. And he had one in the final fucking second. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we're both now one on one when we pick the same guy, but inverse based on high low. Um, oh Hock, sure. Hawk had fifty nine yards on five catches and a touchdown. Second best tight end on the day. But you did have you called better when you had McLaurin as your high and my low. So we're one on one against each other when we have inverse picks. That's interesting. It's just worth noting. It's only it's those are the only two times it's happened, and we both come out on top once. I wonder if it'll happen again. I don't know. Me neither. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, my high guy at quarterback. I'm actually making a last second pivot. I uh, I honestly hadn't pivot. <laughs> hadn't realized about the the Debo Samuel injury, and I was putting Jimmy G as my high guy against. They're playing Seattle, so that like 
did very poorly. Jimmy against. G's just right up there. He's there with <laughs> Baker Mayfield and me. Were so inconsistent. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't start him. For me, it was like a little bit of a like a confidence boost coming off of like he he played very poorly last week, but it was against New England. They're one of the better defenses too. But I'm gonna retcon that with Debo Samuel uh, missing that that next contest. I'm gonna make a quick pivot to Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I, I he was a choice I was looking at for sure. Yeah, and I think he had a if I'm not mistaken, I, I think he had a kind of a rough outing this past week as well, but he's got a no, great No, he did he did well. He had yeah, some oh yeah, you're right. He is two fifty two fifty four and two, no picks. So that's great. So he, he had a pretty good game against uh, a decent defense in the Saints, and now he gets that yeah, Atlanta match yeah, that Stafford decent should have done. defense against Saints is a bit. I was gonna say good. Pretty I'm like, sure they're, they're bottom good. five as far that as low? pass yards yeah, allowed. That's crazy. I'll look up the stat while you talk. Teddy Bridgewater didn't help either, but but yeah, he's got a, a even you know, juicier matchup, even if New Orleans is not looking that great uh, against Atlanta. Now Stafford just went out and didn't make it happen, but Bridgewater, uh, you know, those those things happen. I think Bridgewater will be able to continue his. His, I guess, what would be a two-game hot streak if, if he does well this coming week against Atlanta. My low quarterback for the week is Joe Burrow against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, last week, he blew up his, his first career game of over 400 passing yards against well, the Browns. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking there. They're actually doing a pretty good defense. They're like, like what, middle of the road-ish, the Saints? Uh, a little better than that, even. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking, what I thought they were doing so bad. but Well, I, I think we all expected them to be better than what they are. Like at least yeah, I think that's probably defense. that's probably it. I just they got <laughs> nearly as much as the expectation I had for them, so in my in mind they're just garbage. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, Saints. No, uh, but yeah, Bridgewater should be good against Atlanta if he can do what he did against the Saints. Joe Burrow will be my low guy against Tennessee. First career game of over 400 passing yards against the Browns. Four total touchdowns, three passing, one rushing as well. So he had a huge game, but he plays the Titans this week. They're they're a much much tougher matchup. Ben Roethlisberger played the Titans this past week. And he had an okay game. He had 268 yards and two touchdowns. He also tossed three picks. And I think Ben, uh, Big Ben right now and Burrow right now, I think Big Ben is yeah, at least as good as Burrow. So he's got better weapons around him all over the place as well outside of Mixon versus Connor. So he's got I, better protection. That's for sure. Yeah. So like, <laughs> if you really need to play Burrow, I think you can, but I'm not expecting much. I would. I You're would starting a rookie to... quarterback. You're starting Herbert. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Herbert not against is the looking Titans, amazing. He's, been, he's got such a I love arm. Herbert. He's he's so fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my low quarterback in Joe Burrow. Running backs, I am high on Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys, playing the Eagles this week. Mm-hmm. I picked him for the same reason that you picked Mixon that one week, and I picked Watson the next week after. Because they have to. <laughs> because they have to. Both times we've done this, it paid off. You chose Mixon, he had his breakout game. I chose Watson, he had his first good game of the season. Yep. So if anything, this is 100%. <laughs> if anything, this is 100%. Well, and it's one of those divisional games that should be good no matter what. Right. Um, just like them with the Giants. Like, it's going to be closer than it should be. And the Cowboys need even, like, the slightest bit of hope that they aren't complete and utter garbage. <laughs> and it's definitely not going to be a receiver to do it be- when they have balls being thrown their way by Stevie Wonder and his backup, Ray Charles. <laughs> Because, <laughs> holy crap, they looked garbage. <laughs> oh, watching that game was just rough. It was painful. Especially, like, knowing what could have been. Andy Dalton was a starting quarterback last year. He got replaced by Joe Burrow. And he's got a much he's got a much better offensive line, much better receivers on this team, yet he's doing worse. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, that just means you're done, Andy Dalton. You suck. Yeah. And freaking your backup, that guy. I don't even care to remember his name. 
Wait, who are you referring to? Ginucci. Ducci? Oh, yeah, Da Vinci. Da Vinci. No. <laughs> Whatever the hell that guy's name is, though. I found it earlier. DeSucci. De... Oh, right. What if the Cowboys would have just struck gold and, suddenly, and somehow they got a drafted rookie that just, like, was the next Dak? Like how Dak <laughs> came in when Romo got hurt yeah. and just was great? That, what if that just happened again? <laughs> that would be that would be pretty incredible. The Eagles have given up a lot of touchdowns to running backs in addition to yardage. Danucci. Well. Danucci. We keep forgetting him. We have to keep looking it up. And then I can't remember what it is to find him. <laughs> but Zeke is my high because he has to be uh, earn that money. Absolutely. I'm low. This one was really hard for low running back because all the teams playing like the top rush defense, which I look at first, already are having injury and other problems where the running backs are always low end anyways. Right. So I didn't want to pick an obvious one because I'm looking at – the teams who are allowing the most rush yards, you got the Cowboys who are playing the Eagles who have had injuries with Miles Sanders. Right. You've got the Texans who've given up the second most rush yards who are playing bye. the bye week. Good luck, bye week. Can't pick that one. You got <laughs> the, the Chiefs who are third playing the Jets. You're not starting Frank Gore. We did. We won. We got our first win. Yeah! We we're a Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson because we had we have Mixon and Eckler. Our starting running back positions combined for 72 years of age. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. And we uh, won. Well, and then and, and it's going back to the running backs, you also – and then the fourth most yards given up is by the Jags, who are also on by. Rough yeah. stuff. But I picked as my low it, – it was hard to find a low guy that wasn't an obvious one. So I'm going to pick a running back that I see having a very okay game and with James Conner from the Steelers. Okay. Baltimore has a pretty good rush defense, and that game could go – it could go either way that game. It, yeah. could be, it could be a shootout or it could be a blowout one way or the other. Either team could it blow is, It is. You have no idea what's going to happen in that game. 100%. I see it as being a basic game for almost everybody out there. I don't think anyone's going to have – like one person is going to explode that game. I think it's going to be very evenly spread. I almost even picked Jackson as my low quarterback because he has not been passing the ball well, and he's not going to pass the ball well against this defense. Right. And he, yeah, he can run. He has had the hundred yard rush game for his bye week, but you still got Watt could just be spying you the yeah. whole game, and you're screwed. Oh yeah. They like I don't see. I almost picked him, but just because he is Lamar Jackson, I did not pick him. <laughs> but still, be weary. Honestly, there's probably a better start. If I, you, our listener would have freaked out. Maybe get some tweets that way. But I'm low on James Conner just because I don't expect him to have an amazing game. I don't expect any one person to have an amazing game like the number one in their position on that game. The NFL's crazy. Any, anything can happen. But like with fantasy football, you're, you're looking at like like trends and the likelihood of things. And usually when you have good teams that can run the ball well and have good defenses, you usually see less passing. You usually see the game going by like more quickly or whatever. Mm-hmm. The pace of play is a little slower. And that would bode well to that situation for sure. All right, uh, my high running back this week is Jonathan Taylor against the Detroit Lions. They've not been great against the run. They're allowing about 132 yards, uh, rushing yards per game. And in Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor has, has you know, really, he's the one guy that runs the ball. I joked a little bit earlier about like Na- Naeem Hines being the other guy on the team, and he's just not been around. So in the same vein of what I was just kind of just describing, the Colts are going to look to use their their good run game, their good line, and their good defense to try to control the pace of the game. They don't need to throw too much against a team like Detroit. And if things go the way that they intend and plan, Jonathan Taylor's just going to get a butt ton of carries. Hopefully he finds himself in the end zone once or maybe even twice. But he should have a good game against the Lions. 
My low running back this week is Melvin Gordon against the Chargers. Actually, so far on the year, Melvin's usually not. How's he not for... suspended yet? NFL, suspend <laughs> him, please. That's that was. I didn't want to like write this in, but that's honestly a little bit part of it. It's like, what if you find out like tomorrow, the next day that he's suspended? You, you should probably sit him. Low I guy. can use him uh, ex- next week. Wouldn't mind be bad because I got David Johnson on a buy. I could start Philip Lindsay. Just there you <laughs> just, go. <laughs> just suspend him, please, so I can get some Philip Lindsay in my lineup <laughs> so and feel confident. And feel very confident about it. <laughs> So, Melvin, the usual knock on him is his efficiency. Usually is not – I think his career average of yards per carry is right around four. This year he's at 4.3, which is a little bit higher. But the Chargers have a, a decent uh, def- like running defense for sure. And I think Herbert and the Chargers offense is just going to make this game competitive. I think the Broncos, if if they want to like just try to run the ball and waste the game away, they can't do that like the Colts and Jonathan Taylor can do that. They're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. The Chargers, I don't know what their offense like numbers are looking like, but just just seeing Herbert play and they have their two really good receivers. Their offense is good, but yeah. they keep losing because they're in like shootouts. All those weird things, but I think or I, are I they think, blowing you know, it a lot? And if that sort of thing happens again, then you can't really run the ball too much. So I, I'm lowering my expectations for Melvin Gordon this week. It's yeah. about time. It only took you how many years? <sighs> uh, Lindsey playing pretty decently too, and, and he should be back yeah. next week. Oh, this is a revenge game for Melvin. Oh, why? If anything, it's a revenge game for the Chargers for wasting their time and money on Melvin. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you, Melvin. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin was rightfully let go by them. Like, and they were like, "Hey, bye." They like, <laughs> stuff okay. him. they like stuff him on the first run. He looks at the sidelines, and uh, what's their coach's name? I forget. Just like flipping him off. <laughs> Wide receivers. I'm high. And we were talking about just for our draft, Robbie Anderson from the Panthers because they're playing the Falcons. You're, you're going to have a – Marvin Jones Jr. has best day of the year against the Falcons. Galladay at over 100 in the tutty. You're, like, you're playing the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I just like the matchup, and Robbie Anderson is having a great season. Um, Panthers don't seem good enough to completely run away with this game, so I expect a decent amount of passing still. Again, with the matchup, some guys I was looking to choose from uh, as my high receiver in games that would probably be blowouts and involve more rushing for the better team. So I didn't pick those. I picked some, someone from a team or uh, a game that could be a good matchup, actually. Well, at least not a blowout. Right. Um, That's how the Cowboys, I used to view them until Dak's gone, and now I worry about it. Anderson's seeing a lot of targets, and the Panthers also have other weapons for the Falcons' quote-unquote defense to focus (laughs) on. So it it won't be all on Anderson when they've got stuff like uh, Moore and the other one running around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson. That's two. And... Um, Mike Davis. <laughs> he catches the ball. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I don't mean to be Kurt, but... Samuel. Yeah! it's <laughs> Kurt Samuel. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm high on Robbie Anderson, and pretty much for the rest of the season as well. Low on Stefan Diggs from the Buffalo Bills. You son of a bitch. What? He's on my dynasty team. That's the only reason you chose him. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he's playing the Patriots week eight. With John Brown missing some games and having a knee injury, I see all the attention on Stephon Diggs, even if John Brown does come back mm-hmm. for that game. When the Patriots focus on one guy in the passing game, they're usually they're shutting that person down pretty well. As it usually is with Bill versus, Bills versus Patriots as well, I see this as being a battle of the defenses, or, or it'll be a very running back focused game as well. I remember a couple games last year where there it was just field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, and it was just a battle of the defenses. Yeah. And I expect that to happen this year, especially with... The Patriots' offense not looking nearly as good, and even the Bills' offense slowing down quite a bit now. That doesn't sound exciting, but 
But it's it, it'll be a good game. Because I think both their pass defenses are better than their rush defenses. And both their passing offenses, especially the Patriots, have been kind of struggling lately. And the Bills have been okay, not great. If anything, Newton's going to have like a 100-yard rush game. Why did they not put in Hoyer instead of Stidham? Maybe because they wanted time. to try out Stidham, and they f- they learned their lesson. <laughs> I was so disappointed by it. Just go on to your wide receivers, damn it. So my high receiver is also on the Panthers playing the Falcons. I went with DJ Moore uh, versus the Falcons. And that does not come at the cost of... Wait, weren't you high on Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. At the so, that yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah. that makes sense. Two receivers are going to be a high guys. You know that uh, McCaffrey's not actually ruled out yet. There's a no. long shot to play week eight. And, he's going to. I like the update we got. Mike Davis will play when McCaffrey returns. <laughs> no fucking shit. First of all, were they just not going to have a backup running back? Second of all, he's earned it. Do you know, like, do you know the name of the backup running back from last year on the Panthers? Um, No, do you? Yeah, it's Reggie Bonifant. Oh, and I, I get where they're coming from there because, like, he like he probably got a few carries here and there, but McCaffrey he commands so much. But Mike Davis has been playing so good; it's been crazy. So yeah, uh, DJ Moore against the Falcons, pretty much the same reasons that Kyle uh, you know used for Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has continued to play well. DJ Moore has been playing better the last few weeks. People were worried about him, you know, at the start of the season, and and there there was a little worry there, but he still had good games even during that time. So DJ Moore has actually seen his snap percentage go back up into the low to mid 90s the last couple weeks, even with Anderson doing his thing. Also, just for what this is worth, DJ Moore is going to get 93 receiving yards because that's what he's gotten three weeks in a row to the, to the <laughs> So 93 yards this week, but hopefully like five touchdowns. Five. <laughs> Maybe he'll pass one. I don't know. My low receiver this week, this is definitely not a benchum. This is a temporary expectations, is Kenny Galladay versus the Colts. It's you probably have to start Galladay if you if you have somebody like Galladay. I doubt you have enough receivers, especially with bye weeks, where you can start somebody else. I don't know if I would want to start somebody else either, but I think you just got to really temper your expectations against against the defense that is the Colts. We had a lot of high hopes for Stafford coming into the year. Uh, if you recall, when he got hurt last year, like week eight or nine, he was the second best fantasy quarterback at that point. So the hope was that he would kind of, you know, emerge. Nothing changed. Yeah, nothing changed He kept the receivers. He, he got, got, a better, got a better running back. His tight end <laughs> got a little better. Yeah, so, like... so it's really, really strange. It's not like the defense has gotten so much better that Stafford just doesn't have to do as much. Yeah. So so that's been really weird, and that does unfortunately affect Galladay a little bit. I think it more so has affected Marvin Jones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not too uh, Jones. <laughs> On starting Galladay against the Colts, I probably will have to do it anyways, but I'm lowering my expectations. That might mean that, like, the guy I put in my flex, if I'm tie-breaking between two people, maybe I take the guy who's got the higher ceiling trying to make up for it or something like that. Also, don't start Marquise Brown against the Steelers. I, I wrote that down as, like, <laughs> I was thinking about him. Like, it's probably too obvious, but you drafted him so high, but yeah. don't do it. <laughs> uh, tight ends, I'm high, and I'm very happy to say this is my high. I'm high on Rob Gronkowski from the Buccaneers. Playing the Giants. Okay. Week 8. Uh, Gronk has a touchdown each of the last two games, as well as eight targets in both the games, with a decent amount of yardage. So he's getting involved, finally. I think he's ba- his body is back in football shape. Yeah. It was in a different shape before. Like, it's, it's like I just got done watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, and it was like how he went, when he retired the first time, went to go play baseball, he had to do 
he had to get into baseball shape. Then he went back to play basketball, and he realized how hard it was, and he had to get back into basketball shape. Yeah. Gronk was just in a workout shape. He wasn't fit for football, but now he's, like, back in that shape because he had that big man touchdown this past week. Like, yeah. he reached over, and he held it, and he grabbed it. That's a classic Gronk touchdown, and I love seeing it again. Did you see that little Instagram post of him on the sideline? Mm-hmm. He's just like giggling. He's like, I got one. He's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. It was like, it was really cute. Bucks are going to run away with this game pretty early and yeah. against the Giants. And <laughs> uh, it will be limiting their passing to short first down pickups to keep the clock moving instead of more runs. And Gronk is that guy. They lot, they look at for those short gains and he's looking like an, his old self again. So we can get a good amount of yards after catch as well this week but as far as a quick you need all you need is a first down so you can run it some more to run that clock down Gronk's gonna be your guy you're gonna be looking at I mean Gronk or Keyshawn Bunt now yes <laughs> but I'm happy to be high on Gronk um, he's really starting to look back he also him and Brady are now tied for second all time in quarterback to um, person touchdown hookups <laughs> I was gonna say receiver because <laughs> they just tied Jerry Rice and um Montana? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think number one is uh, Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I, I remember you, you noticed that the day of. And not that this would affect anything. We already talked about how it doesn't really that matter for fantasy football. But Antonio Brown's not even eligible for week eight. He can't play till week nine. I'm well, low. They could get in trouble. You're together. not going to like this low either. I'm low on Mark Andrews. From the Ravens, Son of a bitch. playing Pittsburgh, who just held Smith, uh, J- Janu Smith, and Ferkser to 16 yards combined. Wow! Between those two, <laughs> that's uh, Pitt has been great against tight ends this year, and I think Jackson will get a bulk of his fancy points honestly from running since his past game this year has been pretty off. Yeah, and Andrews is a touchdown or nothing kind of guy. This he week. is, he absolutely is. And um, usually, it's more like two touchdowns or no touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, with how Pittsburgh's playing, especially with Janu Smith, who's one of the like top tight ends in my opinion. Um, and Ferkser, who had just had his breakout game, being held to 16 yards between the two in a close game where, like, they had there was nothing that made it more run than pass or vice versa. So it should have been normal looking numbers, but right. them being held to 16 yards showed a lot. So I'm low on Andrews. Just real quick to your point Mark Andrews has five touchdowns, not only in three yardage. games, though. And not six games, they're only in three. Yeah, highest yardage game is 58 yards Yeah, in week one. He's not getting many yards at all. And because because Jackson's not getting that pass game going. Because he's actually usually like a, a tight end that can actually like streak down the field like Gronk used to do or, or whatever. So, yeah, I don't like to hear it, but it makes sense. All right, my high tight end this week is Noah Fant against the Chargers. I just took him in our mock draft. I actually took two of my high guys in our mock draft, including Jonathan Taylor as well. So that's, that's kind of funny. But Noah Fant uh, against the Chargers. Drew Locke is back. He's in the starting lineup. And that pretty much just means that Fant should be started. Fant is a second-year tight end. They take a little while to get going. He's one of those athletic, more based guys as opposed to, like, the good blocker. You know, he's involved in all that sort of stuff. And he gets a good, healthy target share. His volume says that, you know, like all these tight ends that are just touchdown dependent, I keep repeating myself every week, but Noah Fant has a higher ceiling, or a higher floor, sorry, than most because of the target share that he commands. He's had at least five targets in every single game this year. And that might not sound like much, and I I didn't do this exercise, but if you go look at the tight ends, the list of tight ends, I bet you the list of tight ends that can say they've had at least five targets in every game they've played is probably smaller than what you probably think. Uh, So I I think you can, I think you have a decent chance at a touchdown. Chargers are a good defense. Uh, It is a divisional matchup, but but I like uh, Fant for the volume that he gets. My low tight end this week might be a little more obvious, but I am low on Dalton Schultz versus the Eagles. 
Uh, yeah, he's not doing as well as when he first like emerged. Yeah, and and the deck, the lost deck, and I never, I didn't think well. he would either. Yeah, it was like a lot of people were excited about him, and he had a couple good games to give almost like that false hope of like, hey, yeah. you know, Blake Jarman's out, but I can do it too. It's not that I'm scared of the Eagles matchup, but Schultz has gotten less and less looks uh, ever since Dak has gotten hurt. And Schultz for now is. For me, he's in the kind of like tier of tight ends of like Hurst and stuff like that, where you might get a couple good games, but you're really, really hoping for a touchdown, and you'll be really disappointed. Andy Dalton like might not even play this week too. You might be dealing with the Da Vinci Code or something. So I, I don't know if I want to just risk that. Fitz as much Patrick, as I would love Fitzpatrick to the Cowboys, that would be that would be fucking great. I would love that so much. I would literally buy a Fitzpatrick <laughs> jersey the minute it's available. Do it, Mike McCarthy. Do it, Jerry. Yeah. Anyways. Just some, some name puns. I would love for the Dalton to the Dalton connection to be to be good. <laughs> I just don't think that no Andy Dalton the no ones. Yeah. So uh, last but not least, defenses real quick. I'm high on the Rams versus the Dolphins. Tua getting his first career uh, start, which is never really that impressive of an outing for a rookie. I'm definitely rooting for Tua, and I'd love to be wrong on this, but he's going to make plenty of rookie mistakes in his first game. Like yep. he's guaranteed a pick or two. Rams will be able to shut the Dolphins down on both ends for the most part, but they're I, like they're a genuinely good defense on top of the, yeah. I'm definitely rooting for Tua, but all the rookies make mistakes in the first start, and it's going to happen again. Um, low on the Giants versus Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady is going to put his team up 14 the first, and then just coast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Giants will have to pass a lot, and that means the Bucks will get um, a couple of picks. So just start the Bucks defense. Jeez, if you you're. Like your hope, your only hope in that game is Daniel Jones not turning the ball over. You're fucked. <laughs> Goddamn. Like the giant, they're not, they're not gonna do anything. So this is hilarious. My high defense. I I took a page out of your book from last week and I just wrote Chiefs versus the Jets because they played the Jets. Yeah. I came up with an alternate high defense in case you did the same thing, <laughs> and my alternate high defense was your high defense, the Rams against the Dolphins for the exact same. Yeah, so that's that's great. I, I'm, I'm Team Tua as well. I'm more so Team Fitzpatrick to be honest, but the Rams are gonna just feast. My low defense this week is the Cowboys against Philadelphia. I feel like you normally wouldn't start the Cowboys defense, but a lot of people took a chance on them against uh, the football team in what should have been a favorable matchup. And obviously this depends on your scoring setting, but in our Dynasty League that translated to one single fantasy point. So I I think the Cowboys without Dak Prescott, they get expected drives to end more quickly on average. They're just going to have to punt a little more. That means the defense is going to be on the field more, which means you have more opportunities to get scored on, which means more opportunities for your Cowboys fantasy defense to lose points. The Eagles, again, aren't a scary matchup, but if the Cowboys got one point against the football team, I'd rather play the football team's offense than the Eagles offense, even with the injuries. So I would avoid, uh, if you're kind of like trying to ride high, which isn't even riding high because they did poorly last week, but... You're you're definitely safe to go ahead and drop the Cowboys defense like forever. So I just looking at my lineup for this week, I got Watson and Minshew on a bye. Oh, but I don't feel terrible about starting Nick Foles against the Saints because it was him or Darnold, right? It's Darnold against the Chiefs <laughs> or Nick Foles against Saints because there's nobody on the waiver wire available. Sure. Kyle Allen's the only one, and he's on bye as well. Oh, man. So I have to start Nick Foles or Darnold. But honestly, I don't feel that bad starting Nick Foles against the Saints. You can always take a chance and see if, if Dalton's hurt. You can pick up Da Vinci. I'm not going to do that by any circumstances. That's your own good decision. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I it's not that terrible. I mean, Foles put up 17 against Carolina. They play the Rams tonight. We'll see how he does. Um, we haven't seen the game yet. Mm-hmm. But let's hopefully I feel the same way coming out of that game. <laughs> um, 
And if you guys are listening to us and go, what the fuck do these guys know? I'll just give you my highs and lows of last week because I hit on all but one of them. I'm proud of this. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I don't always look back at what I did, but my highs and lows respectively of quarterback Herbert and Garoppolo. Herbert, great game. Garoppolo, shit. High on Kareem Hunt, low on Robinson. Kareem Hunt, good game. Robinson, good game too. I missed. That's the one I missed. Right. But receivers, I was high on Galladay, low on Renfro. Nailed it. Tight ends, high on Hoggetson, low on Jonu Smith. Nailed it. Defense, high on Bills, low on Texans. Nailed it. I missed one last week, so I'm confident, like, even as myself, like, you don't realize how much you're learning and how much you're paying attention to things until you do, like, a podcast-type thing. Right. Um, But, yeah, obviously, I'm not not calling myself an analyst, actually, or anything like that at this point, but at least I'm, like, paying attention, noticing trends, doing stuff like that. Hell, yeah. It's, it's like, adjacent, but, like, they always say, like, one of the best ways to, like, learn something is to, like, pretend to teach it. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, we're... We're doing real podcasts, it's not pretend. But but yeah, absolutely. That's really great. I I, I was less successful. I, I think I was over 50% with mine. I, I won't read through them because I didn't write down the actual final results. But I, I had a few – I had some good calls. I had a few misses on – You know what? Uh, why don't you just give us your prop lock of the week then? Yeah, why don't we jump into that? And so here's what I'm thinking. That's right. We're coming at you with another edition of our prop lock of the week sponsored by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. I want to be 30. 30 and blurty and thriving. As always, we take a look at the prop bets available on Thrive Fantasy's Sunday matchups for the NFL. This app lets you do daily fantasy sports betting from a prop bet perspective, grabbing over and unders from 10 out of 20 different options. All the big names, all the big players. Don't worry about doing a butt ton of research. And so here's what we got for you this week. This one is a dead gimme. We're talking Keenan Allen. On Sunday, over or under of six and a half receptions. Well, let me tell you what. Keenan Allen has a pretty solid matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Justin Herbert likes to throw the ball. He throws it well, and he likes Keenan Allen. In fact, Keenan Allen has had seven or more receptions in all games this year, but two. And one of those games came in week one with Tyrod Taylor slash week one. So... Justin Herbert, he's been force-feeding Keenan Allen. He's been doing a great job of it. You're going to get 110 points for taking the over on this one as opposed to the under of 90. So go ahead and lock in Keenan Allen with the over of six and a half receptions as you fill out the rest of your prop bets this week. And don't forget, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy using code FANTASYBREWS, you're going to get a free $20 added to your account when you deposit, make your first deposit rather, of $20. So Lock and Keenan Allen, let us know how the rest of your bets go. We're playing along every week as well. And good luck. Your thoughts? I disagree. Well, we'll I find out on Sunday. I think that's a stupid-ass pick. <laughs> hey, he's going to have a great game. I'm just... You just wait. Now it has to be somebody who I'm rooting for. It. <laughs> Fuck, I um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead... We're going to do this new... Um, So, my Instagram feed is just models... <laughs> and football. <laughs> and so that's where I find so many like interesting football things. Like there are there so many different pages I find. So I figure let's just look at Kyle's Instagram feed and let's let's talk about some of the things we find. Alright, um this is gonna be one I just found um from Pick in M. Pick in E M. Build a, it's one of those build a squads where it gives you um Quarterback, running back, two wide receivers on different tiers. First, $1, $2, $3. Nice. We have a $7 budget. Uh, for quarterbacks, I'm going to start. I'm going to do all of them from $1 to 3 Quarterbacks, you got Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. Running backs, you got DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook. 
Then receivers at the one, you got Fulgham and Higgins. $2, you got Robbie Anderson, Justin Jefferson. $3, you got Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. Build your squad with $7. All right, well, I'll start first. Um, I am 100% not taking Daniel Jones. Is this like a fantasy perspective or like a like a NFL play, like GM perspective sort of thing? Uh, let's go. Let's go fantasy perspective. Okay. Okay. So I, yeah, um, I guess I would have not taken Jones either way, but definitely not taking Jones from a fantasy perspective with seven dollars and you're making four picks. I I'm okay taking Brady over Lamar Jackson. So I'm gonna look at my other positions first. I need to take one running back between Cook, Jacobs, and Swift. I don't. I guess he would be your your number one running back. I guess, but I don't mind taking the bargain on Swift there, depending on what it gets me. Otherwise, I'm gonna take. Julio Jones at, or sorry, uh, Devontae Adams at $3 for, uh, I guess just my, my own little bias there. Uh, I will take, uh, so what, I have $4 in three positions left. I'm going to take Brady for $2 to get that out of the way. I guess that means I'm taking, uh, Swift and Fulgham. So do I have to take Fulgham or can I take Higgins instead of Fulgham? Yeah, take Fulgham. Okay. Uh, so I'll take Swift. Oh man, you know, if I'm going to do that, I'm not going to change. I'm going to take Brady for two, Swift for one, Julio Jones for three, and Higgins for one. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm also going to take Brady for two. And then I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to grab Justin Jefferson for two more, put me at four. And then I'm going to pick Josh Jacobs and Fulgham. So I got Brady, Jacobs, Fulgham, Jefferson. That's solid. I like, I like that team. So these, these ones are fun. This is the kind of stuff that just pops up on my Instagram all the time. Picking them. And I just, I play it by myself. I'll, I'll talk to you about it a lot um, during, if we're on PlayStation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love when you throw those out there. We're just between Fortnite Rock League rounds or something like that. All right. Uh, another thing I found, scrolling through my Instagram, a lot of um, models. But then I found <laughs> this one um, from the same um, page, actually, pick in M E M. Choose a team. You got Pete Carroll as your coach, Ryan Tannehill, David Johnson, Julio Jones, and the Panthers offensive line as team one. Team two is Nagy, Brady, Philip Lindsay, Devonta Adams, the Browns line. And team three is Vrabel, Stafford, Derrick Henry, Darius Slayton, and the Cowboys line. Oh, man. You got to pick one of those teams to have. And I feel like this is from not a fantasy perspective because we're talking about coaches and offensive lines, too, but from more like I think you could weigh in a little bit. So I I am going to – it's hard because, like, if I'm trying to, like, lead – if I'm trying to lead something long-term, I might shy away from, like, a Brady, although he's the best quarterback on the list, obviously – Okay, here, here's what I'll do. I'm going to rule out the top option because Peter Carroll can go fuck himself. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm just going to have to take the bottom option. I, I don't love Nagy after seeing, like, I don't, oh, but Adams is there, but I hate the Bears. I'm going to go with the bottom. I'm going to take uh, Vrabel, the coach for the tit- uh, Titans. I'm going to take Stafford at quarterback, Henry at running back, Slayton at wide receiver, and the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, I'm going to pick the middle one, actually, um, with Nagy, Brady, Lindsey, Adams, Browns line because Nagy can fuck off. Uh, you yeah. don't teach an old dog, especially an old, um, but very many rings dog, um, new tricks. So Tom Brady's not going to be affected by Nagy. Right. And he's throwing Devontae Adams. I'll watch that any day. That's that's totally fair. And Philip Lindsay, great. Obviously, I'd rather have Henry, but I'd have Lindsay over Johnson. So I'd pick that middle team, but it uh, I'd, mainly because Brady and Adams would be great. Um, Stafford to Slayton. Stafford... You got Marvin Jones Jr. not doing much with him. I feel like yeah. he is kind of comparable comparable to Slayton in a way. And then 
I think David Johnson was my main thing taking me away from that and Pete Carroll. And the Browns have, of those three offensive lines, Panthers, Browns, Cowboys, the Browns probably have the best one. I don't know. It's it's between them and the Cowboys. It's definitely not the Panthers. I say hesitantly concerned I'm making a mistake. Uh, so looking through my feet, I don't find too much more besides um, Keenan Allen is not playing Madden anymore because it's just straight trash. Preach, Keenan, preach. He's, he has um, denounced Madden, and he is done playing. I think they should drop his overall a couple in the game for the disrespect. Maybe Keenan was like, fucking Herbert in real life can do this, but in the game, <laughs> what? And also the Colt Rodrigo Blankenship, their kicker, is on pace to have the highest scoring season for a kicker in NFL history. Oh, my goodness. I hope he does it. Come on, Glasses Magoo. You're doing I, – I think, I think you have a chance because – you're not great. Your team's not great at scoring touchdowns. You get close. That makes sense. I like them. But that's just a look at what most my Instagram feed looks like um, for the most part. And I'll start taking some screenshots and saving a couple that we can discuss when I find some good ones. I've been shouting out their respected pages. That'd be cool. Let's go and let's finish up with uh, Bruce Clues. It's your house, we determined, so you're starting. Sounds good. So I have three clues for you. The first clue is this quarterback has his team sitting with a winning winning record as of today. So it's the end of week seven. I guess you can know it's not a Rams or Bears player. Uh, we're recording before that game. I don't know if that would affect anything anyways. Bears would have a winning record still. And so yeah. would the Rams. So, so yeah, it might be one of them. Um, but the QB has their team sitting at a winning record. They have double-digit passing touchdowns on the year. They've also scored at least one touchdown with their legs. And then the uh, last piece I added here is that this quarterback's number one wide receiver was a top 10 wide receiver draft pick heading into the year for fantasy perspectives, or um, like with respect to fantasy. Top 10 wide receiver draft pick amongst wide receivers heading into the year. I mean, this can go for a lot. Um, I know it's this is true of Tom Brady. This is true of Drew Brees. So this is a hard one because I'm not going to get it right unless I just get it. It's like, a really tough it. like first clue to... Um, Felt a little bad, but not too bad. I'm going to go ahead and I'll put, I'll just say Breeze. It is not Breeze. I know, because I know it fits a bunch, and but uh, it yeah. fit Breeze. But next clue. Cool. Next clue. This quarterback is not on their uh, team they were originally drafted on. They lead their division. So I'm not giving you the division, but they lead their division in passing touchdowns. They do not leave their division in passing yards. So amongst the quarterbacks in their division... Is it Tom Brady? It is Tom Brady. Because Bridgewater <laughs> has more yards than him. Um, Matt Ryan has more yards. Or Matt Ryan. Yeah. Bridgewater's up there too. And yeah. I, Brady was my second on my list by Breeze. And I already guessed Breeze in that division. I know. So. I'm so mad <laughs> that. Um, but, oh, okay. And I know Brady's on the Brady sneak, obviously. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's Tom Brady and I think he doesn't. I, I had all four, of their, all four of the quarterbacks in that division. So Breeze, Brady, Bridgewater, <laughs> and Ryan. But Ryan does um, not have a winning record. I, yeah, and I think he's the only one who doesn't have a rushing touchdown in that division, but he is, has the most passing yards in that division. Uh, other ones I wrote down, Murray, because he had Hopkins, mm-hmm. um, Rodgers, because he's got Adams, Tannehill, because he's got Brown. That was uh, iffy, because I don't know if Brown was top 10. I don't think he was. But I don't think so either. I put Mahomes as well, because of Hill. And Brady but, had two guys in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I was, yeah, my, my game plan there was... I, I Maybe you wouldn't go with Brady. <laughs> I, I probably would have guessed Brady first, but the Saints are on the list first, so I wrote down Breeze first. On oh, my, shit. <laughs> otherwise, I probably would have had Brady first. Nice. But 
All right. Um, NFC South. I'll take the two points for you. He is second on his team in rush yards and tied for um, first on his team with three rushing touchdowns. He has the only ru- he had the only rushing touchdown in his game this past Sunday. So he's first. Or sorry, second on his team in rushing yards. He's first on his team in rushing touchdowns. Tied for first. Th- tied three. for first uh, with three, and then you have the only rushing touchdown this past week in his game. In his game. In his specific game. In the whole in his, league. Wait, in his game or on his team. In, in his game. game. Okay. Yeah, I drank a lot on. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you did not give me the position. I'm going to guess. I'm going to start by guessing Kyler Murray. No, Boobs. that's a good guess. It is a quarterback. Uh, currently sitting at number three in the league in pass yards. He's on pace to set his team's franchise record in pass yards in a season. On pace for 4,624 pass yards. So it's a quarterback uh, currently sitting at number three in the league in pass yards on pace to set a franchise record for his team with uh, just over 4,600 pass yards. Interesting. And they're second on their team in rushing. Okay, so I guess it's not the opposite corner. I want to rule out Lamar. He's can't, I can't imagine he's on – he would have been on pace better last year for passing. If it was Burrow, it would – ooh, it could be Burrow. I'm going to keep Burrow on my list. That would be crazy if he was on pace for that many yards as a rookie. As a rook. I feel like they usually struggle to eclipse hey, like 3, they started Andy Dalton last year. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Andy like, Dalton had a starting <laughs> job last I year. I just can't imagine that his, like, I mean, for somebody to be on pace, I guess I should look at it as, like, somebody to be on pace for that many yards, they've got to be slaying it. <laughs> My cat's Is here. Is that your guess? <laughs> oh, correct! Yeah! yeah. That's that food I took away from him. <laughs> Oh, I'll go with, I'll go with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that wasn't no, it is. Uh, they're in the AFC North. That's Steelers, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. So it's in there, and it's wait. So it's not Burrow. It's oh, second in rushing, which leans Lamar. Like it can't be the. I don't remember when Nick Chubb got hurt, but I can't imagine that. That Chubb has less yards than Baker rushing. I'll go. I guess I'll go with Lamar Jackson. It is Joe Burrow. What? You was had to include too. Wait. Oh, I said Kyler at the beginning. No. You said, oh, oh my god! god. I got my own head. I got my own head. I thought I said. Burrow I thought you had it in the you in the oh second. You were like so fixed on Burrow. You're like I am writing down Burrow. Oh, I thought I'm you so had it for sure. Myself. But he's on I'm pace. I'm not drinking next episode. He is on pace for 4,624 yards, franchise record. That would be like a like a rookie record by yeah. a mile. That's crazy. That's insane. Oh, uh, beating Andy Dalton holds the top two spots right now for the Bengals franchise. Oh, sure. I thought oh, for I'm sure so you would, I thought for sure you would get this because I thought <sighs> like I thought Lamar would be ruled out pretty well. It's not Big Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. Lamar with the passing yards. Wow. I'm so disappointed. Like you know me. Like I I, I thought I thought you would get this for sure. I don't want points at all, but I I genuinely mentally incorrectly ruled out Burrow and I like I oh man. I've that done sucks. that a couple of times where oh. I messed it up, but I, 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 I thought you would get that one. I, I have with the quarterback because I, I had a difficult one last year. Yeah, but you even said, I'm writing down Burrow, and then you just for <laughs> I wrote down Burrow. I made the last second decision to switch to Tannehill on the second clue, but and I didn't like, so then Burrow was out of my mind, even though I didn't guess him. That was a good, that was a good clue. And that, and that passing yards had me fooled. I, 
I would have guessed Burrow otherwise on this last one, but that that's crazy. That, that's that's really misleading. Because I like, what is the? Do you know what the passing yardage record is for rookies? Uh, no. Let's let's look it up. No, it's something like Baker holds some record. Maybe it was for passing touchdowns. I think that Baker holds the record for as a rookie. I I don't know what the what the rookie record is for passing yards. Maybe it'd be in this article, I guess. It is Andrew Luck. With 4,374. So, yep. Uh, Burrow's on pace to beat Andrew Luck's record. Which By a cool. fairly healthy amount. That's cool. Uh, hopefully he does it. But there's Bruce Clues. There's our final notes. We're <laughs> going to go... Oh, I, we did decide on what winner yes. gets. Um, the loser is going to buy tickets to a game next year as well as a jersey to go with the game. So we think it's a win-win. Yeah, you got to pay for both tickets, but you also get to go to a game. It'll be a mutual game we decide on. I, I was talking about I really want to go to Cleveland. Yeah. I think it'd be, be fun cool. to go there and check something out. Um, we can for sure, like that guarantees if we want it, we could go see a Browns Bengals game. <laughs> Which doesn't cool. sound exciting, but uh, I'd be down. I'd, I'd be down for that. More for the Bengals than the Browns, but yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, any final notes? I'd, I don't have any final notes. I'm, I'm so disappointed in myself. I thought you for now. sure were going to be a burrow. Uh, you got just... near, the cat was a distraction. I hired <laughs> I hired your cat to come in and meow at you while you were trying to guess. You fat fuck. My cat's like 22 pounds. No, uh, yeah, I, I think that was a, it was a good episode. I'm a little disappointed in myself at the moment, but I'll, I'll bring it back. There's plenty of time left. The I like the the prize or whatever because I'm happy to just take you. You, you be my date. Ooh. <laughs> Girls can pay for their own tickets. Yeah. Which means they're not coming. Mm-hmm. Patriots, you're looking disappointing. I didn't have high expectations, but, I mean, that you look like garbage did them. That was just sad to watch. Tighten up. They look good, even with the loss of the Steelers. I'll take it, because I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I can't wait to see both those teams. Bucks look amazing as well. There's a lot of teams that look really good. The Cardinals look great. Seahawks, I don't care about them. But a lot of teams that are exciting to watch right now, and that's great because no matter what matchup, you can kind of be stay interested. Even the Texans are still fun to watch, but they've had some hardships. Yeah, I'm looking I'm, – <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to the Steelers-Ravens. I think the Titans-Bengals could be a surprisingly fun game as well, and, and I was always excited to watch the Packers. Raiders-Browns, that should be a good one. That That could be a good one for sure. I'd love to see the Chargers whoop on the Broncos. Cowboys Eagles? Interested? No. Me neither. Honestly, that's about it, really. Those couple games we mentioned. Um, a lot of bye. I think this is the bye week from hell. Yeah, this is usually. There's always like, that one like, or two weeks, and this yeah, is that week, right it looks middle. like. But there's a couple good games worth watching, at least. Any, wow, any late the, games worth watching? No. no. Well, the Bucks. I want to watch the Bucks. I don't care about the Giants, but the Cowboys Eagles are Sunday night. How are. <laughs> Three of the four teams in the shittiest division are the Sunday Monday night games. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know, but I mean, those late games: Chargers, Broncos, Niners, Seahawks, Saints, Bears. Let's play. That, let's play some games. We'll, we'll play some. <laughs> we'll play some uh, like card games, something where we don't have to focus that much yeah. on these matchups because those aren't the great, the greatest matchups to watch late games. But I just want to watch Herbert and Wilson chuck the ball deep, and I don't really care about anything else in there. Yeah, we'll catch you, everyone, next week. Until then, buckle up. Catch you on the flip flop. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fantasy Brewers Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Brewers Pod. You can also follow us to download our episodes every week on any of your favorite podcasting services like Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Have a beer for us on Sunday.